0: Hey everyone, Mark and Steve here. Before we get started today, we want to let you know about Dare to Connect, our new online interactive video platform.
1: For less than the cost of a therapy session, you and your spouse get live access to both of us three times a week. Each 30-minute live group support session
0: provides interactive mentoring and healing for addicts, spouses, and couples.
1: If you're loving our podcast and our unique style of bringing you recovery, you're going to love Dare to Connect. To learn more... Go to daretoconnectnow.com. We're looking
0: forward to seeing and working with you.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast.
0: Welcome everybody to the PBSE podcast, porn betrayal, sex and the experts. I'm Steve Moore and Mark Mark Castleman, my my co-host, is here. I am uh, here. Happy, he is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's happy to uh, happy to be with you guys today. Uh hope everybody's enjoying their summer. We've got some good uh, things to talk about today. Um we, and as if you take a look at the uh, title to the podcast, <laughs> we we just started out with sarcasm, right? Like right out the gate, right? Does recovery and healing require that we stop Internet use, avoid going out in public and never talking to the opposite sex? Right now, that sounds <laughs> <laughs> Mark's giving me this look like, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. That's uh, it's, it's kind of a on, on the one hand, we say it a little bit tongue in cheek. But on the other hand, I think at times for both addicts and spouses, sometimes it feels as though maybe we have to do that. Right. Mm hmm. I think it does. I think it really does feel that way. It, it, I, I mean, I know I know when even even speaking as an addict in long term recovery. Right. I know back in my acting out days, you know, it's been seven years, but not that long. I very much remember being in that place where it's just like, you know what? Sex is the problem. Right. Because that's kind of what we're talking about here. Right. Sexuality is the problem. And so I've got to avoid anything that accesses my sexuality.
1: Right. And, right. And, and and a great comparison to this would be, okay, so I'm, you know, I'm way overweight. I'm hooked on junk food. So the answer is never eat.
0: I become an arsonist and I set fire to every McDonald's and Burger King in my town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or I clear out my entire house and all I have in my pantry is brown rice and broccoli powder quinoa. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer. That's how I'm going to overcome this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now it's important to note, right? We, we, we are again saying this a little bit tongue in cheek because especially in early recovery, there is a real value, right? To restricting oneself. Totally agreed to easily accessible, triggering material Mm
1: -hmm. early recovery, tight boundaries are essential
0: because there is for those who actually qualify as, as, you know, somebody struggling with sexual compulsion, sexual addiction, Right. Whether it's pornography or otherwise compulsive sexual behavior, you know, access is is a part of the deal. And getting away from that, it does re- does involve, excuse me, real world withdrawals. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. That That is a real thing. That's not just reserved for chemical addiction. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I, I drank soda before <clears throat> this. That was a bad thing. Um, and so yeah we absolutely need to be making sure that we're creating some safe spaces for ourselves right and part of that process is maybe doing some of that but in the long term of recovery right recovery can't happen under a rock right you can't crawl into yeah you can't crawl into a cave in the middle of like the you know the the dakota mountain range and just kind of wait out your sobriety
1: um yeah. So some, I mean, the answer to some of these questions, while we said they're a little bit sarcastic in some ways, they're not, you know, sure. does recovering healing required that, that we stop internet use. Maybe, maybe for, for a time for a little bit. Yeah. Right. If your withdrawals are out of control and you're like a cocaine addict, you know, and you've got, uh, you're sitting in a room with the shelves filled with, you know, bags of powder. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to recover in this environment. Yeah. Probably not. And so it may be, you may may need to look at internet filters or restrictions or, you know, getting a dumb phone or who knows what. Yeah. Avoid going out in public. Yeah. Maybe an early recovery with my withdrawal withdrawals. I don't go to the public pool. I don't yeah. purposely go down to the lake or the beach, you know, maybe, you know, or the Milwaukee walking the mall. If yeah. those environments have been especially triggering for me, then yeah, I may need to, to move those out of my, my space until I get into a place where I have the tools and the practice and the stability and the sobriety to mm-hmm. begin using those things again. So yeah, it's true.
0: Yes. Maybe absolutely. I don't you know,
1: go to the gym and start chatting up the you know, the the woman in the hot yoga pants next to me on the treadmill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's absolutely true. Those boundaries are really important.
0: Well, I like that last example that you gave, right? Because it does also, and this is probably a discussion for another day. It does mean while we don't stop many of these things wholesale. Right? Like the internet, for example. One, it wouldn't really solve your problem, but two, we live in a world where I never using the internet again is frankly, you know, essentially impossible with, right with how we live our lives these days. But that doesn't mean that maybe maybe you maybe there isn't a long term boundary around using the internet when you're alone. Right, right. I work with a lot of guys where long- term recovery. It's just good practice if they're on the internet, if they're at work, their door is open to their office. Right, Right? And if they're at home, they make make sure somebody's there. They don't access the internet by themselves.
1: Yep. Have the screen facing out into the public space. Yeah. Right. No secrecy. Right. Here it is. Bam. Wide open. They're living their
0: lives, but they're doing something to stay safe.
1: Exactly. I love that wording. It's for them to stay safe, not for someone to clamp down on you and put you in prison and play police with you. Absolutely. It's for you to be safe. Yes. It's for you to have an extended period of sobriety so your blasted brain can come out of withdrawals and start to rewire itself. Mm-hmm. Give it a chance. Yes. And right? I can't get into solid, healthy recovery if I'm still, quote, using.
0: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Well, and, and that access, you know, can be, I mean, drug addicts should probably, at least in the short term, maybe even the long term, probably should never become pharmacy techs right? I mean, right. like there are just right. certain things that you ought to do. So there's that whole side of it, right? But we don't want to just focus on that today because there's obviously there's this whole, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast, right? Things to avoid, things that are problematic and, and all that. I think where we're wanting to go to Mark and correct me if I'm wrong is we really want to get into. So how do we live with these things?
1: Yeah. How right? do I, how do I live? How do I live in the real world? Yeah. How do I, how do I actually function? And have a happy, integrated, engaged, involved life, living in the world that exists. Mm -hmm. And we know this stuff is all around us. Yeah. Right. While putting up tight boundaries. And I would even say, uh, could we say healthy avoiding um, maybe in the very beginning? Yeah, no, Is there abs- such absolutely. a thing as healthy avoidance. <laughs> I, oh, I,
0: I absolutely think so. And I'll tell you why, right? I hear from a lot of guys and many of you listening may re- re- resonate for this. This will sound insane unless you're an addict, right? <laughs> but the idea, because I did, i legitimately said this to myself multiple times. You know, I've been sober a while. I wonder how much in recovery I am. I should probably test it. Oh my gosh. How many times did I do that? I should probably t- like really thinking that, right? No, like, let's test it. I, I guess I better just go hang out in the lobby of the strip club and see if I can resist going yeah, in. Right. You know, I just, I, know, I, no, I, seriously, I mean, me too. you know, it's just absolute insanity. The stuff your brain ser- will tell you, know, you.
1: Start searching on the internet, start going into, you know, Facebook images or TikTok or Twitter or whatever. I, I think I can handle this now. Let me, let me test it. Yeah. I better,
0: I And I've got to <laughs> check, you know, I've, I've got to check. check. I mean, it's, there's no way to know.
1: Oh, that's a whole other podcast about the <laughs> conniving, manipulating, little, little sinister punk addict brain,
0: Add dang limbic
1: system. Yeah, and what are the lengths <laughs> we will go to to trick you. But how do we live in the real world? what What are the appropriate What are the appropriate boundaries? I mean, yeah. what what you and I talk about a lot with our with our addicts in recovery, but also spouses who are in betrayal trauma healing. Yeah, how do you begin to? And here's a really super key word: normalize. How do you begin to normalize regular life? Yes. Right? Absolutely. How do I begin to talk with the opposite sex in appropriate ways? How do I mm-hmm. begin to use the internet without always, you know, trying to resist and fight, you know, quote, straying? Yeah. You know, how, what about yeah. public spaces? Can I never go to a, to, a, to a swimming pool or a beach or a lake or a mall or anything ever again? There has to be this, this concept of reintegration right? Mm-hmm. Normalization, Absolutely. moving back into the space where I can live in a healthy, fulfilling way. So the question is, how do you do that? And what yeah. are the boundaries?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think we've got a couple of, you know, we can come up with some really good rules for listeners today, kind of as an approach, right? To sort of gauge this, maybe some some litmus tests, if you will. We've got to look at this, right? And the first one that comes to mind for me, and now this won't apply to every situation because some things genuinely are a necessity, right? There are some things that we can't just not ever do. But my, my number one would be, if I don't have the ability, if I'm not in a place where I can honestly say no to this situation, meaning my compulsion is driving me going there, Right, or pushing me to be there, whether it's my compulsion or social pressure or whatever the case is. Right. If I don't have the ability, if I'm not able to retain the option to decline, and I'm doing it from a, a codependent state, right, on people or stuff, or again, my, my own compulsion or whatever, I would say that's a really good first litmus test. That's at.
1: a great litmus litmus test. With my clients, I call that check your intention at the door. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to the public swimming pool, why are you going there? Yeah. What is your true intention? This is where mindfulness comes in. This is where self-honesty becomes a huge issue. Mm-hmm. You need to step back and honestly ask yourself, "What? What is my intent for heading yeah. over to the pool?" Yes. And if you realize eh, to 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 check people out, mm-hmm. to go scan, well, you know what? I'm not going. Yep. You learn to pay attention to your intention. Hmm. Such a critical issue. Yes.
0: So, yeah. So the asking of why, right? Like, where's that pressure coming from? If I'm feeling pressure Mm -hmm. to go do something, is it a legitimate need or is it something else, right? That's pushing me. Is it that social pressure, right? Because it isn't always just our addiction, right? Maybe your buddies, your non-addict buddies, for example, want to go somewhere that for them, for whatever reason is safe, but maybe for you, it isn't. It isn't
1: right. It's Mm -hmm. like the, it's like the alcoholic whose buddies after work say, Hey, we're going to go out for some social drinks. Why don't you come with us? Mm-hmm. And you feel pressured. You know, you want to be part of the office team. You want to, you want to seem like a team player, and so you give into the pressure and you go, even knowing it is not going to be a healthy environment for you. Mm-hmm. Same Absolutely. thing for us in in recovery from sexual addiction, porn addiction, whatever. Again, check your intention. Right, dig deep, get into your inner radar, and ask yourself, okay, what is really going on with this?
0: Yep. No, so, no, so
1: I'll give you an example. So, so a group of friends says, hey, there's this cool movie that just came out. And if you're doing your job with recovery, you go to Kids in Mind or one of the other internet review sites and you look that movie up and it's got quite a bit of sexual stuff in it. Yeah. And you're thinking, this is not going to be a good scenario for me to go to, man. Sure. Yet here comes the social pressure. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Don't you like us? Right? Are you just prude? Are you prudish? You know, blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah. I like that, man. It's a good first test. Well, and and it
0: uh, this applies to other situations that are more nuanced, right? So we oftentimes talk about right. Let's bring the coupleship dynamic into play here Mm for a minute, right? Let's say your partner approaches you as as an addict, you know, be it husband, wife, whatever. They approach you and they say, "Hey, I want to be sexual." Right? They put out the vibe. They put out the moves. Right? Or whatever the case is. Let's go have sex. Should I? here i'm going to do devil's advocate for a second should i go do that they want well, to have sex they're my well, you're, partner
1: you're married they gave you the invitation are you an idiot of course yeah. you're going to go do that
0: so of course i'm going to do that because sex rocks right <laughs> but can i can i tell you something this will again sound crazy i i there have been multiple times it through since i've gotten into serious recovery more than, many more than once where i have declined sexual advances from my
1: partner, from your, from your partner. Me too. Right. I'm not in a headspace. What do we say? Check your intention. Yep. And if my wife is inviting me to come have sex and I think to myself, who, you know what? I'm not in a good place today. And I'm actually thinking, you know, this could be a great escape. I could go self-soothe and self-medicate. I haven't been able to look at porn, you know, for weeks and weeks Yeah. This could be a quote legal porn session.
0: I'm not going to connect with her. I'm going to be, I'm going to be just objectifying her and using her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think I'm in a space to be truly holistically intimate. So you know what? I'm going to decline.
0: Yeah. I'm going to,
1: and, and, and to be really super vulnerable, transparent, and authentic. I'm going to tell her why I am declining. Totally. In a super honest way.
0: Yeah. I Right now you know, for X, Y, and Z reasons, I lack the ability right now to really be in this moment authentically, like I think you are. And it wouldn't be fair to you or for, or, or for us, right? To 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 engage that way, right? We're trying to build something different. We're trying to build
1: something better. And I'm not in that space. Yes. But how about if we go connect this way? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, right? see, there you go. Replace see replace see it <laughs> doesn't it isn't an all or nothing like your brain wants to tell you
0: yeah and that probably right? actually is another kind of litmus test to look for right is rigid thinking mm. right if i get caught up in that there's only a certain way to make x y or z happen when it comes to connection that controlling nature around connection right is a lot that can play in. Nef- is a big piece of what could play a nefarious role in a recovery process You know, if my brain is insisting that X, Y, or Z has to happen, this isn't just, by the way, an addiction component. This is how to break out of healthy codependency or break out of toxic codependency, right? If I'm feeling this pressure, like this is the only way that this can happen again, I need to be asking myself why, right? Why am I, why, why is my brain insisting that the only way to connect with that coworker is to go flirt with them? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is that the push? Why am I feeling that push? Why is my brain saying, Hey, if you want to be liked by your coworkers, right. You've got to go push the edge on, on jokes or, or, you know, give yourself a little bit of that, that sexual IV drip. Yeah. Right. You know, where's that, where's that coming from?
1: Yeah. And that's another, you know, so we call it uh, check the intention, but also if you, if you feel in a certain situation that you have this, this overwhelming need, Right. I've got to have this. This has Mm -hmm. got to happen. Or I just can't cope. Or I I don't know how I'll get through my day. If you find yourself in that super needy situation, that's another litmus test about stepping back and cat, you know, checking yourself and then purposely moving into a healthy space, a healthy activity, a healthy alternative. Yeah. Neediness is also a big barometer. Yeah. Or, you know, getting out of healthy recovery. Absolutely. So as, as with many things
0: in life, right. A big, huge part of a balanced recovery diet. I sound like an infomercial, <laughs> like a breakfast for commercial, commercial breakfast commercial, <laughs> balanced, balanced recovery diet. Um, I, I think that there's, you know, we really have to look at, at this, where's, where's the moderation in this situation, mm-hmm. right? Because again, the answer is to never not have sex again. Nowhere in it, it, no therapist ever in any office, I think when it comes to sexual, excuse me, sexual compulsion has ever said to a client in a healthy way, you know, we need to turn you into a eunuch and we need to chop them off for recovery, right? Like that's not the goal, right? We're not trying to make people asexual or to pull back or to repress their sexuality. It's all about channeling it.
1: Yeah. You can never go into the public space again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm
1: now all beaches and all, all pools for all time are doomed. Right. All of Right. All of, yeah, you can't do that. No, it's about learning how to begin to live in healthy, moderate, balanced, intelligent, wise, stepping back ways. Good grounding techniques, yeah, right. Good, when you're yep. in those
0: situations. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago on our dare to connect program, you know, we have a we have this program called dare to connect or D to C that, uh, you know, couples, uh, that it's for couples specifically going through the recovery process. We meet every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Mark was actually out of town and he was broadcasting from a beach, um, yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. And we had three really great sessions around that being him being in that environment and how to navigate that. Like in real time, how do he and his wife do that? Right. How do they both navigate their own triggers? How do they live their life? Right. Going to a family gathering, being able to go to the beach, all of those kinds of things while at the same time doing it in a balanced, healthy, safe way, right? So that they're not living under, again, living under a rock. And so exactly right. uh, we obviously talk about that on here, but we're able to go really in depth in a program like that. So please do give that a look. It's uh, There's a two-week trial, a uh, free two-week trial for anybody who gives it a shot. It's uh, There's a lot we could say about that, but we'll just invite you to take a look at uh, www.daretoconnectnow.com Yep. Um what else should we add to this what should we give uh, us a goal here mark to our listeners today
1: well i would i would invite everyone listening to um step back and just do a personal inventory mm, yeah. where am i with the things in my life that it, that have been or currently are triggers or vulnerabilities or you know dangerous places or what have you step back and just kind of do a review of your daily life and 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 identify those things that are um, triggers for you, maybe ways that you're continuing to cross the line. Um, you know, rationalize, minimalize, make excuses. Uh, what are those areas where you need to be more um, mindful and pull back and and establish some different boundaries? Yes, make some adjustments, make some corrections, and then uh, you know, is there, is there a place for moderation or normalization? If you've been at this longer, can I start to? I call it, you know, dip my toe in the water, yeah, and see how it goes. Absolutely, but just good personal inventory, get raw, real, and not just by yourself, but ask your partner, ask someone close to you. How do you think I'm doing with this? What do you notice? What are Mm -hmm. you seeing? For example, when we're in public, or when this is happening, or right get an outside view from someone who knows you and cares about you and be open enough to invite them to, to tell you the, the raw, honest feedback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. I love it, man. Perfect. All right. Okay. That's um, it for
1: today. And that's uh, it guys. Yeah. Have a, uh, will uh, what are we going to say? have a great week and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week, right? Have a great week. And for those of you who get involved with D2C, we would love to see you over there. Absolutely. So take care, everybody. I'll right, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.